well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. <clears throat> Excuse me, the right to keep and bear arms, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad that you're with me today. We're going to be talking with Yehuda Raymer, the uh, Pew Pew Jew, here in just a minute or two. Not only about the uh, attack on Israel, but again, the um, importance of self-defense here at home. Before we get to that, however, you know, there is uh, something else that we need to talk about. Joe Biden's America. It is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch. Me next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it. And I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855 412 3806 today. That's 855 412 3806. And now let's uh, kick off our conversation with Yehuda Raymer, a um, terrible subject to talk about, but a uh, very grim reminder of the importance of our right to self defense. John Petrolino, my colleague at Bearing Arms, had a, a story earlier today about a couple in Israel, uh, both veterans of the uh, IDF, both had weapons at, at, at their home. And when Hamas attacked, They were able to move their kids into a safe house. They managed to kill seven attackers before they themselves were tragically killed. But the children were rescued. They were saved. And we're going to hear so many of these stories coming forward. We've already seen the Israeli government move to uh, allow armed citizens uh, in more places to relax the gun control laws that have been in place. Um, And again, this is a topic that resonates not only overseas, but right here at home as well. Take a look and a listen. Yehuda, thanks so much for coming on the program, sir. It's so good talking with you today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, I've just got to ask, I mean, as, as you've been obviously watching what's going on in Israel right now, starting over the weekend, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the gun control laws in Israel. We've seen actually some stories. John Petrolino uh, covered a uh, terrible uh, incident uh, at Bering Arms earlier today, talking about a, a couple who were able to save their kids but lost their own lives. Um, they were IDF veterans. They had guns in the home. They were able to kill seven Hamas fighters uh, before they themselves were tragically killed. But they had managed to, you know, hide their kids in basically a safe house, and they were able to be rescued by their family. I, I mean, my heart is just aching right now. And to me, it seems like one of the lessons here for us as gun owners is that. We live in a very unstable world. We don't know what's coming around the corner. Um, I'm not particularly concerned about, you know, Hamas invading the United States this week. But whether it's a home invader, whether it's a carjacker or whether, again, we're talking about terrorists intent on slaughtering as many innocent people as possible. We need to be prepared to protect ourselves. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know me, I've been I've been yelling from the top of my lungs for years now that not just i mean i'm coming from the jewish way uh, perspective you know um there's anti-semitism everywhere and we need to ensure that the jewish people of america are protected i mean obviously we see what happens in this what what happened in israel and you know my heart breaks i have a cousin who was called up to the front lines and i have other family there 
friends there. And it's terrifying to see that, you know, that the, what, what, obviously you can't say it could have been prevented, but it, it's kind of like the Warsaw ghetto uprising analogy, where if the Jews of Warsaw didn't end up registering their guns and then getting them confiscated, you know, 300,000 Jews might have actually had a fighting chance rather than just 2,000. So, um, yeah, we, we don't know what's coming around the corner. We 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 don't know. I mean, I've seen reports. I've seen reports that uh, members of Hamas crossing over the southern border. Um, I think it's a matter of time before we, we see an attack somewhere in America. I don't know how long it'll take, but I think we're going to see another big attack. I, I I hope that you are wrong, but I am afraid that you're right. Uh, and again, uh, you know, given the uncertainty, instability of the world that we live in, I, I think that you have to, you don't, you know, it's not about living in fear. It's not about um, uh, thinking that an attack is right around the corner, but you do have to be prepared, I, I think, on some level um, yes. to address that uncertainty, you know, and, and, and I'm curious, Yehuda, since you are, I mean, you you are the pew pew Jew. I, I'm I'm curious. Have you been hearing from folks in the Jewish community over the past couple of days saying, "Hey, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm off the fence now. I'm 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 ready to exercise my Second Amendment rights." So it's interesting. I've been in Florida for ten days for a Jewish holiday, so I just got back uh, last evening. Uh, so I haven't really been able to talk to people in our community. However, there's a, a shooting range out in Davie, Florida called Nexus Shooting Range or Nexus Shooting Center. And I'm friends with the manager there. And he said over the last two days, they sold $15,000, I believe, in firearms, mainly to Jews. So wow. um, I, I'm sure there's an uptick everywhere. I'm sure Jews of America... I mean, you you see a, not just in U.S. but even across the world these pro-Palestinian, uh, you know, um, rallies where they're calling for the death of Jews and and I mean, this is in America now. Grant granted freedom of speech, I get it. Even though calling for the death of someone was not really freedom of speech, but um, you know, I think there's a lot of fear. Uh, there there are a lot of people who are waking up. But, but but my issue is, and which I hope again, I hope I'm wrong on this again. But with Jews in America, you'll have anti-Semitism and and you know death, uh, you know death of Jews in synagogues or whatever. Even in in America, you'll have attacks happen and they get all you know fired up. Yeah, we got to get guns, we got to protect ourselves. And then a month later, it all dies down and they just go back to you know having their heads uh, buried in the sand. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping that this is a wake up call. Um, this is, like I said, this is my second podcast of the day, and it's only nine thirty in the morning here. I have another one set up tomorrow, and another one set up next week. And I'm I'm hoping that people will listen to me, and I'm hoping people take their lives into their own hands. Well, you know, I mean, we saw in New York State, uh, for example, after the Bruin decision came down, and we saw all of those gun free zones enacted. Um, one of the places that was off limits to concealed carry holders were houses of worship, right? And so you actually had a Jewish group sue saying, we want yep. to be able to carry in our synagogue here. Um, uh, the uh, governor tried to sort of revise this. State of New York came back and said, okay, well, 
Uh, you know, you, you can have authorized security, but we just don't want those, you know, regular concealed carry holders uh, uh, protecting the flock there. I, you know, I don't get the gun control ideology. If I did, I guess I'd be on the other side and you and I wouldn't be talking right now. But the idea that some sort of homicidal attacker is going to be prevented or dissuaded from carrying out their plot because of a sign that says you can't bring your gun here is absolutely absurd. You know, that to me just shines a bright spotlight on the ridiculousness of these gun-free zones because you're telling the very people who want to protect themselves, you can't. You've got to rely on the police. If if you can afford armed security, great. Uh, But you yourself as an individual, no, we're going to make sure that you are disarmed in a place where you and your family and your fellow worshipers are intensely vulnerable. Yeah, a hundred percent, and I—that's something I just don't understand either. I mean, we always say it's a mental, you know, uh, that there's some mental things off there with people who call for that. But if a person's hell bent on murder, a sign is not going to stop them. There's nothing that's going to stop them. Uh, Taking someone's life is, you know, one of the big, probably one of the biggest crimes you can possibly imagine. And if someone is hell bent on doing it, you know, they'll—they'll find a way whether there's a sign or not, but having a sign up is just dumb and pointless. What do you think about the, uh, the move in Israel to uh, loosen gun control to ensure that more armed citizens, that there are more armed citizens out there. I uh, ran across a a story at the Jerusalem times or excuse me, the times of Israel Um, rabbi Raz Belofsky said, people are changing their opinion and now there's more awareness. He said, uh, it doesn't make sense that someone in Tel Aviv can't get a pistol, but someone in the Golan can. He says there are terror attacks in both of these places. Do you think that what's happening in Israel right now, this uh, attack, unlike anything we've seen at least for 50 years, is this going to change attitudes, you think, in Israel? Have you been able to talk with friends or family members over there about uh, what this might do to the gun laws in that country? So unfortunately, every time there's a terrorist attack, Israel loosens gun laws, but they always do it temporarily. And then things go back to normal and you have these horrible gun laws now this might be the different case this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back where it's so intense i mean just it's crazy i mean i i told my wife i mean (laughs) it's gonna sound a little uh toxic masculinity but i i know my wife very well and i told her she is not allowed to watch any of the videos coming out of israel um, I said, you you do not want to watch them. I'm telling you, do not watch them. And so far, she's listened to me. Uh, you know, she, she'll read things, but she hasn't seen any videos. And I think with what we're seeing in Israel now, I think this might wake people up to, or at least the Israeli government, to allow for laxer gun laws so that more people could get them. Because right now, the gun laws... I mean, you can't even own a long gun. I think maybe a 22 caliber, and that's if you're a competition shooter there. But you can't, I mean, you know, there's so many Americans, Jewish Americans who are like, oh, I love the Tavor X95 and, you know, the Galil. And, but you can't buy those in Israel. Uh, you cannot buy them as civilians. You're allowed one gun at a time, and that gun has to be registered. And and the the craziest thing, and this is what breaks my heart even more, is that, you're only allowed 50 rounds of ammo in your house at any given time. So even if this couple that you mentioned had, let's say, 100 rounds between them, when there's seven guys with fully automatic weapons, 
not really a fair fight. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, what's sad is we see these same types of, of restrictions, whether it's, you know, carrying capacity, whether it's the amount of ammo that you can have in your home. The, the the gun control lobby here in the United States trying to put those exact same rules in place here. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's, you know, that's why I think you and me and all of our mutual friends do what we do, because we see the writing on the wall. We see history. We've learned from history and we refuse to stand idly by watching our country deteriorate into a full on Mad Max uh theme park that's right that's absolutely right Yehuda, is there anything else that you want our audience to know what would uh what, what have we not talked about that you think is important to get out there today you know i i always see whenever israel gets in some sort of skirmish a lot of people will post blue squares or you know just in solidarity and i always i always scoff at that i'm like israel doesn't need your solidarity they they don't care about a stupid blue square that you're putting up or a little Facebook icon that says, I support Israel. Right? If you want to support Israel, go check out um, uh, Hatzalah United or uh, Friends of Magen Davida Dome. And if you want to do something, donate money. Uh, and, and again, I have nothing vested in this. They don't even know I'm saying this. Uh, but they are organizations that are on the front lines helping civilians uh, right now, as well as soldiers, I'm sure, you know, uh, with medical issues, uh, they, they are a first responder unit that just gets out there, deals with terrorism and the aftermath. I know right now they're packing up boxes to send to soldiers on the front line. So, you know, Hatsala United, Friends of Magain Davida Dome. I think that's something that's very important that, like I said, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, what can we do to help? And that's what I keep telling them. Just go there. You know, every penny counts and you'll do a lot more giving you know, $18 to Hatsala United than posting a blue square ever will. So that's, that's what I would say. Well, I appreciate that. I know that there are a lot of folks, as you say, who are looking to do something that matters. Uh, and so I appreciate uh, you offering up those uh, organizations as a place for people to start. Uh, you know, I, and I, I know you just got back from Florida, um, but can we check in in like another week or so? Um, yeah, And please. just, you know, get an update. Cause I'm, I, you know, I hope that you're right, that this is not something where, you know, the news cycle fades and other stories pop up and all of a sudden we forget about what's going on. We forget right. again about the lessons that we should be learning here. So we'll reach out. And we'll have you back on next week if that's OK. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And in the meantime, if folks want to follow what you're doing online, if they want to keep up with uh, uh, what what uh, you're saying and doing, how do they do that? Just follow me at the Pew Pew Jew across social media and the pewpewjew.com. All right. Yehuda Raymer, thank you so much for your time today, sir. And I look forward to doing this again very soon. Absolutely, Kim. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate Yehuda joining us on the program. And uh, we will be talking again in the very near future, I promise. Right now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report. We will start there with a, a story out of Minnesota. Cannon Falls man sentenced for illegal gun possession. Yeah, um, there there's some issues with this story. He wasn't just charged with illegal gun possession, as it turns out. 39-year-old Ryan Bernard Moulton pleaded guilty to possession of a firearm after being convicted of a crime of violence. Placed, by the way, on probation for that crime. So, again, Minnesota passing all kinds of new gun control laws this year aimed at lawful gun owners. What happens when you're a convicted felon caught in possession of a firearm? 
you get probation. Mulder was arrested in May of last year after police in Rochester, Minnesota, investigated a report of a woman firing a gun. Investigators say the woman confessed to accidentally firing into the ground. A search of the area discovered numerous firearms and evidence of drug use. Court documents state that evidence led to Moulton's arrest. He was given five years supervised probation, 100 hours of community service, and a count of misdemeanor domestic violence assault was dismissed as part of the plea deal. So a violent crime is set aside. He is uh, offered a plea to being basically a felon in possession of a firearm. He takes that plea and, again, walks away with probation while the crime of violence is utterly dismissed. Anybody else have a problem with that? I I didn't think it was just me. Uh, Today's Armed Citizen story from Atlanta, Georgia, where uh, police say a victim shot a man while he was in fear for his life after being attacked during a road rage incident. Now, the uh, suspect is in custody. Uh, The victim, not expected to face any charges. It all started uh, a week ago. Deputies say the victim was traveling behind a black SUV when the driver brake checked him. The suspect then screamed obscenities at him, according to deputies, while they were uh, parallel at a red light. Suspect eventually got out of the car, punched the victim through the window, and then allegedly stabbed a back tire on the victim's car, then turned towards the victim while holding the knife. The victim at that point drew his firearm, never left his car, so he's still sitting there in the driver's seat, fired one shot, according to the uh, Forsyth County Sheriff's Office. Suspect was shot in the hand. At no point, the sheriff said, did the victim exit his vehicle. Uh, Deputies arrested the man who allegedly punched the victim a day later, charged him with aggravated assault, criminal damage to property, and battery. And again, it looks like the uh, victim of this road rage incident not facing any charges uh, because he was acting in self-defense. Finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, will unable to do the right thing, a good Samaritan able to rescue a woman from her burning home. In uh, Miami-Dade County, Florida, the uh, blaze started early Sunday morning. There were several people inside the home, including one woman in a wheelchair. But a a good Samaritan, Ronald Floyd, came to the aid of that woman, Vera Everett. She says, I was asking somebody, please help me. Help me to get out. They heard my cries, and they helped me. Ronald Floyd said, I went in the house, I picked her up off her bed, brought her outside, went back inside, got her wheelchair for her. That's all. That was it. I mean, the house was on fire at the time, Ronald, so it wasn't just that. It wasn't, you know, like, well, yeah, I just, you know, picked up some groceries, did some. No, no, no. This was heroism at work here. Cause of the fire remains under investigation. Volunteers of the American Red Cross helping the 13 people who were affected by the fire. But again, thankfully, no loss of life in large part because of the quick thinking and fast actions of Ronald Floyd in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing for Vera Everett and others inside that burning home. That's going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam & Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, I'm looking forward to being back with you again tomorrow. But don't forget to check out BearingArms.com. Throughout the day, we're keeping you up to date on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. And there is a lot to cover these days. From Massachusetts to California, we've got lawsuits, we've got legislation, we've got armed citizen stories, and again, you can find it all at BarryAndArms.com. If you like what you see, I'd also encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member. We're going to have our live chat with Hot Airs at Morrissey tomorrow, Wednesday, 1.30 Eastern for our VIP Gold members. All you have to do if you want to be a part of that, go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your membership. It's our way of saying thanks for showing your support. We're going to give you exclusive content, not only things like that VIP Gold live chat, but VIP stories each and every day, because your support really does matter, and it truly does make a difference. So thank you again. 
Enjoy the rest of your 2A Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.